Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And I'm Aaron Klein. And I'm Ansel Birch, your host in post. And it's time to party! We are not doctors, we don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. This episode was recorded on February 13th, 2021. This is our bonus and bloopers episode. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Time to Party. Uh, this week we're talking, or well, yeah, this week and the next few weeks, because you know we we release these <laughs> not all try, at try once. Try that again. <laughs> oh my god, sorry, I don't know. This is what happens when we don't have a host and post immediately present. We're oh like, oh, our God. brains fall apart. That's true. In their defense, they were left unsupervised. Fantastic. Ansel's going to listen to this and be like, what have I done? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I've released them on their own. <laughs> you're welcome, host and post. <laughs> yeah, right. Now it's like, the, you're, the you're really post of, the yeah, most post. <laughs> the most post of all the host and post. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, now I feel like I'm doing extracts. Let's do the weirdest vocal warm up we can do. <laughs> you guys do vocal warm ups? Uh, yes, because it started as a joke. And then after a while, Stella was like, I think I actually need to do a vocal warm up. <laughs> so we we just like say weird tongue twisters at the beginning, like spooky sister, spooky sister. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's because we are theater dorks and we cannot <laughs> escape our past. <laughs> oh, I dropped something. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. I thought opening my water bottle before we started would be helpful and then I dropped mm -hmm. the cap. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> I guess we might okay. as well do the introduction and then just continue to talk. Like, yes, because I don't know. Uh, episode four always needs content, right? Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. What were some of the movies that you liked as a kid that were just like I shouldn't have been watching this as a kid? Everything, everything. literally everything. <laughs> I oh my god. <laughs> I had to do this assignment when I was in fourth grade. I will literally never forget this. It is burned into my brain. We all had to stand in a row, all of us as a class, and we went one by one. We were learning about how to chart data. And we all said what our favorite movie was, and it got added to the board. And then, like, a data point would be added every time someone else said it. And so uh, we, like, went through, and there were all these lists. And it got to me, and I literally told my teacher, my favorite movie to watch right now is Cocktail, which the Tom Cruise movie where he, like, what? all the things. And I just remember she, like, dead stop, did a double take, and was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I really like that movie, and refused to explain how I had seen it. And I literally just watched it on TV. I was raised in the general where like here's a tv guide figure out something to watch and like i watched that movie and i thought it was really fun there's a sex scene in it that i like didn't understand to be embarrassed by at the time because i was so young i was just like oh okay this is just a thing and this is what bartenders do i guess <laughs> and i will never forget that that it was like i'm certain she called my mom and was like uh That's do you know that she's been watching this movie <laughs> But, like, my sick movie was Back to the Future, which, like, isn't really a kid's movie. And, like, that that was, like, the baseline for me. Yeah, I watched a lot of shit as a kid. I should, <laughs> any uh, John Hughes movie, all fucking wild, inappropriate for kids. Yep. Like, should not have been watching any of that shit. 
Oh, so many. What about you? Do you have any like memorable ones? Um, let's see. On my first like date, like I took my girlfriend at the time uh to go see uh riding in cars with boys. I don't know why we Isn't thought that, that was sad? interesting, <laughs> but it looked more interesting than the other stuff in the theater, I guess. <laughs> I have never seen that movie, but I owned that book for a long time and was like, I'm never gonna read this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know much. Yeah. That girlfriend, uh, she's great. Like, we, we're still friends. Um, and, like, we would watch and listen to and do all this shit that, like, no one our age was, like, consuming. You know, like, mm-hmm. we, we got into Rocky Horror too early. You know, David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, one of my really good friends in high school was obsessed with Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, we all dressed up as Rocky Horror Picture Show characters. I think my senior year of high school and like that's probably close enough to old enough but like that we only did that because we'd already been obsessed yeah. for some time like way too young for that i watch that now and i'm like who who let us do this yeah. uh there's a bunch of kevin smith movies that i watched uh in grade school that was just like how how did i watch this absolutely one of my favorite movies of all time is a movie called 1969 it's robert downey jr and Kiefer sutherland when they were very young and they play teenagers who come of age during 1969 during the vietnam war and they go to college in order to avoid being drafted and then one of them is drafted anyway and like how do you make these decisions about yes i'll go to war or i'll become a draft dodger i watched it at like 15 because i liked Kiefer sutherland and liked robert downey jr and so i just recorded it because i knew it was coming on later that evening and i went back and i watched it and was just like blown away by it and as an adult i watch it and i'm like i was way too young to be watching this like this is about heavy shit and about like the grief of war and what the vietnam war did to people like I have an uncle who fought in Vietnam and it like permanently fucked him up before he died. And I just had, I think it's like the beginning of those origins of like, I know I shouldn't be watching this, but I'm fascinated. And I know that I should understand this later in my life. And I think that's part of what draws people into that kind of like, are you old enough? Are you not old enough? It's like, I'm going to will myself to be old enough because it, in some ways you understand it's like important to age yourself up with culture. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. That's just my own opinion. But I feel like when you're seeking that kind of stuff out, that's like a great sign. Like if your kid is looking for older media that you're like, I'm not sure if this is appropriate or not. I mean, think about you as a kid. Like, did you watch stuff you weren't supposed to? Yes. Did it help contribute to who you are now as a person? Also, yes. Like you just have to be smart about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that I think my friends and I weren't smart about, uh, and it, I thought of this when you were telling your story about, uh, school, uh, eighth grade, we were trying to figure out what we wanted our eighth grade song to be. Uh, and you know, most people would probably pick like graduation by vitamin C or green mm-hmm. daytime of our life and that type of shit. Right. But <laughs> But my friend Joe and I, we said Rock the Casbah by The Clash. (laughs) And for some reason, we got a bunch of other people in our class to like vote for it, too. And I'm fairly sure they had never heard the song before. But (laughs) our teacher was just like, are you serious? (laughs) That's so funny. 
I love that. I think my senior class song was Ain't, Ma- Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And it was because a bunch of us sort of did the same thing. We were like, I refuse to have Green Day be my class song. <laughs> and so we like rallied people so that they would vote for an Ain't No Mountain High Enough, which felt more appropriate anyway. Yes. Uh, we were not allowed to use Rock the Casbah. Oh, man. So we uh, came to a compromise uh, to use uh, Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. And and since I was Hilarious. on the student council, I was like, well, you know, high school is like a jungle that we're entering from eighth grade, right? And so Ridiculous. I, so we talked our way into making the theme Welcome to the Jungle. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. That seems so on brand with your personality. <laughs> oh my god. Get ready because this is going to be a tangent. Uh, you know, if if I got sent back in time, what would I try to do? You know? Like, I just started to think about that and randomly, this is so fucking random because I'm, I'm a weirdo. I've been watching a lot of videos on the history of Disneyland and <laughs> Disney World and just Disney parks. And I was thinking, like, you know, if I could travel back in time and save uh, former Disney president Frank Wells, like, the Disney parks and Disney as a whole would be so different because Michael Eisner wouldn't have had to, you know, suddenly grow up and not focus on his mm-hmm. pet projects. Like, the theme park stuff and yeah. his decade of Disney or whatever he called it dude i mean it would be a totally different place yeah like that's i mean correct me if i'm wrong too isn't michael eisner like a huge part of why disney became like disney the conglomerate too he was a huge part of driving them to like uh collect for lack of a better word (laughs) collect companies and like i I feel like he's the one that like led through that too and like if someone else had been in charge who knows if that kind of stuff would have happened or at what scale and at what pace. Exactly. Cause you know, he was in the process of, uh, you know, uh, creating these collaborative efforts with, with, uh, Jim Henson and with Pixar and a bunch of the things that he was working on would have turned out so much differently if he was able to focus on just that instead of the company as a whole. Like, Frank mm-hmm. Wells, uh, his job was to do everything, like, on the business end so Michael Eisner could focus on the creative stuff. You know, he had all these great ideas for the parks that would have rejuvenated them in a big way. And we got there eventually, you know, in the in the Bob Iger era and beyond, but, like, we would have gotten stuff, you know, in Tomorrowland at disneyland a lot sooner if michael eisner was able to focus on stuff but you know with what happened to euro euro (laughs) disney which is now disneyland paris and then uh disneyland hong kong like there that dude had to deal with so much shit in a row but like (laughs) the last episode that i watched so i've been watching this uh this youtube channel called defunct land that would just... I love Defunct yes. Land. It is the fucking best. They are the best. They're... Have you watched the movie that they made before they started Defunct Land? Um, remain seated, please. No. Uh, you must. It's if you like Defunct Land, you have to. I don't even want to tell you what it's about, other than it's about two men who are adults who are obsessed with a ride at Epcot, and 
they make home movies about breaking into this ride. That's the only way I can describe it. It is, I think it's like 75 minutes long. It's incredible. You can find it on YouTube. It's incredible. I, I literally don't want to tell you anything else because I think you're going to oh, fucking love it. I will tell you that I cried. I will not tell you why I okay. cried, <laughs> whether it was a happy or a sad cry, but it was very good. It's, but yes, Defunct Land fucking rules. Make sure to text that to me so I don't forget. I will. Uh, but yeah, Defunct Land fucking rules. Like, I've been watching a lot of that and like channels similar to that lately and just mm-hmm. oh man if we had the time travel technology to save frank wells from that helicopter accident like so much shit could have like maybe okay so the whole disney quest idea wasn't great like or having like a, a disney-esque chuck e cheese wasn't great but like maybe it would have been better had michael eisner had a chance to like really focus in on it you know mm-hmm. yeah totally if there was an army of darkness ride what would it look like oh man um it would be a cross of like the haunted house at coney island probably like it, it i'm th- i'm thinking of like uh like there's a dark ride at six flags where the justice league is like hunting the injustice league or mm-hmm. something like that and then you see like animatronics of like the joker and like other villains uh, mm-hmm. i forget which six flags it's at but it's like an army of darkness ride probably wouldn't be disney level but like like the movie it would probably turn into a cult classic because of how batshit crazy it would be right it's i'm literally i'm glad that you said dark ride because i agree i feel like you would have to do some kind of dark ride yeah. like I can understand the temptation to make it into a roller coaster, but I feel like it's it's ripe for a dark ride. Yep. And like the immediate first thing that I thought of was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride yes. because that's sort of what this yes. movie feels like. Is like it does feel like a Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, only it's Ash goes into medieval times and fights skeletons. Oh, yes. Like, like this seems like the perfect thing to. Here we are, four of us in a car that's rotating without our consent and just like flinging us through like skeletons and shit. I feel like. Even if it's just Army of Darkness and you just enter through a portal and you're like in a a car shaped like his car, like <laughs> that ride writes itself. Oh my god, that would be so great. That'd be fun. Uh, if if Universal Studios would invest the money into it, they could also make a really interesting Halloween Horror Nights maze out of Army of Darkness. Oh, totally, definitely. Ooh, you know what else would be fun is if it was a dark ride similar, like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, but like with Buzz Lightyear's ride where you yeah, shoot interactive. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like if you're fu- you get to the end and you're fighting against the skeletons, I feel like that would be super fun. Also, yes. Also, I didn't mention this earlier, but like Ash, basic. First of all, how do you shoot a skeleton? Yeah. Everyone's trying to shoot skeletons in this movie, and like, how does even with an arrow, how is that supposed to work? Like. Once they start blowing him up, that makes sense. Yep. But like, seriously, how are you going to shoot a skeleton? And it, <sighs> I like lost my train of thought because I was like, how do you shoot a skeleton? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to shoot a skeleton. No. Like you're not the green arrow or Hawkeye. You're not going to hit the skeleton in the bone where you need it to explode. Right. Are you going to hit it in the joint and it's just going to like crumble? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's so much skeleton shooting in this that I was like, why are we doing this? i miss conventions i miss everything yeah oh man i miss everything 
Uh, I think it was AOC who tweeted, like, what are you most looking forward to getting back to after the vaccines in May? And the number one thing I said was karaoke bar. Oh, dude, I don't even like karaoke <laughs> and I miss karaoke. Like, I'm like ready. I know I'm ready. I have a song ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I don't even like karaoke. It's I true. just miss it. It's because we can't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I miss the beach. Like, I know that most people can go to the beach, but in Chicago, we are not allowed to go to the beach. Yeah. And I fucking miss it. It's I have a great RJ City swimsuit I have to debut. I, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> God, that man is nailing merch. We're back at the S-Mart playing the guitar. <laughs> what aisle is that in, Ash? Uh, next to Home Goods? Maybe? Probably not. <laughs> I think probably. I don't know. Home goods? Is a guitar home goods? I don't think it is. That's a musical instrument. Is that a home good? I don't fucking know. Who knows? S Mart has a lot of stuff. It's true. It does. It's got ash, which means it has everything. <laughs> it's got quips for days. <laughs> and glorious chins. Oh. And glorious chins. Like, for, for example, did you know that? Well, I, look who I'm fucking talking to. Of course, you probably know already. But uh, male drone bees get tossed out of the colony to die because they're useless. Yeah, absolutely. You try to impregnate the queen and then bye. <laughs> like, get the yeah. fuck out. If they have... Uh, absolutely. If they run out of food, if there's a shortage or anything, the, the male drones are the first ones to go kicked mm-hmm. out and freeze to death. Bye. <laughs> I, Bees got it right. Yeah. I, I found it fascinating that the, the dead drones often litter the entrance to the hive. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah. It's like a warning. Right. Like, do your part or we will literally throw you out here to die. Like, oh, cool. Got it. <laughs> Bees are the best. Yeah. Except when, you know, companies try to model their workers after bees and want them to die for you. Ugh, ridiculous. Uh, oh, you mean ridiculous. capitalism? Yeah. Capitalism. That stuff. You know, all that stuff that's all made up <sighs> that uh, Stella pointed out. Everything's fake. <laughs> Everything's Money, fake. Time. Everything's, Everything's fake. fake except wrestling. I don't know. Oh my god! I, I don't know why this made me think of this, but um, someone was telling me the story, or I might have like read this somewhere, where um, a daughter was asking her mom, you know, how to deal with her daughters, and uh, you know, the mom was saying, "Oh, you know, you can do what I did and just uh, just sing every time you don't know what to do, just like sing a little song." And then the daughter was just like, you sang all the time when we were kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh-huh. And the mom was just like, She's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, that's the whole deal. Fun fact, work used to work at a Renaissance Fair. Popping in for a moment here for two reasons. One, Warwick is Ben's roommate. Two, I also work at a Renaissance Fair. It's a crime I wasn't there for this conversation. Um, but more specifically, he worked at the Renaissance Fair that I used to go to with my parents in Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. That's so bizarre. Right? Like, we think that there may have been some overlap where I might have seen him as a performer when I was going to the Renaissance Fair as a kid. Not as a kid, but like as a younger person with my parents. Because I used to wow. get uh, swords from the pirate ship. But, like, I would get, like, prop swords from movies. So I have the Scorpion King's sword. I have the Sword of Godric Gryffindor. I have the Bride's Katana from Kill Bill. Uh, and I have the uh, Highlander's sword 
cool. But all that's back at my parents' house. Uh, so my my apartment in Chicago is unprotected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you about the time I found a sword? Oh. Okay, so I in, lived in a at... stone. Like, are you the chosen one? Uh, I found it in a wall. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, so I lived in this place in Uptown, and I moved in, and it was this like back room that ha- it was a sunroom that was very poorly converted into a room. It didn't have any insulation, so it was like unusable in the winter, which I didn't know when we moved in. But it had this huge closet in it, which I needed because I had so much shit at the time, and. I was trying to fit stuff into there and I like turned and I looked in the closet and I noticed this like wooden, this very long piece of wood that was clearly carved and I pulled it out and it was a fucking sword sheath. And it was this beautiful wooden sword sheath that was huge. It was like tip on the ground. It was like up to my waist. And I pulled it out and it was a fucking sword. It was dope. And the only reason I don't have it is because my roommates left it behind when we moved and I didn't have access to the property and I couldn't go back and get it. Oh. So the people who moved in after us got both my sword and my TV with a VCR in it. Oh no! Two relics of the past. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I found this sword in a wall and I like have this great story, but like, I wish I still had this fucking sword. <laughs> Man, I wish I, I wish you had that VCR. I, I think I did. <laughs> Hilariously, here's an immediate tangent. I did the finger gun sign off after I was done doing Not Your Demo the other day. And so I was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, that's not this podcast. <laughs> we don't do that at this podcast. My, 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 oops, my bad. The Aaron Klein <laughs> Podcasting Network is starting to merge together. Oh my God. Half my podcast start as jokes and then they're like, actually, people love this. We have to keep doing it. <laughs> like unofficial channels. <laughs> I still can't believe that's a thing. I can't either. I laugh every time we talk about it because I'm like, this feels like a joke, but it is a very real podcast. Oh my God. We, we now release episodes once a month and it's a real thing we do. Hilarious. <laughs> Super. That's that's who I am, I guess. I can't, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Speaking of can't stop, won't stop, you can't stop this party. Yeah. And, uh, oh man. I usually say stuff at this point, and I just like flanked on it. Ansel's probably like, "Come on, dude." <laughs> uh, oh, right, the sign off. <laughs> yes. Until next time, everybody. You can find us on the internet. I'm at NYD Urgency on Instagram. I am at B Silverio Twenty on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Indecisionist on Twitter and the Indecisionist on Instagram. Special thanks to Marlon Longett of Marlon and the Shakes for our theme song, and to April Moralba for our podcast art. You can interact with us using the hashtag Time to Party. That's Time the Number Two Party. This has been an Indecisionist production. Yeah, and join us next time where we'll be talking about a different piece of time travel media. Who knows what it'll be next time? I mean, we know. We probably know. But I mean, we know. But you don't know, party people. I can't help myself. It's Back to the Future Three. Yeah. Until then, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Okay. All right. Stop this recording. Yes. Sorry, Ansel. Right. <laughs>